New York Rangers defeat the Florida Panthers by a score of 6-2 at Madison Square Garden. I think the score of this game is a bit misleading. Didn't think the Rangers really played their best game. I guess you could say a bit opportunistic. A lot of good things did happen, though. And, you know, that'll be important moving forward. The Rangers had some different line combinations. I think that it's a step in the right direction, but but definitely still going to be some changes are still going to need to be made. As far as the roster, Johnny Brodzinski sent down to Hartford. And so I, I think the main reason for that is Jake LeCision, who I, I'm not really a big fan of. I don't think LeCision has been all that impressive. And so the current fourth line is not great because he's the center. Uh, it's with Kraftsov and Gauthier. So, so Julian Gauthier returns and, you know, had had a chance. Like, had, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, again, he, he doesn't play much, but there was, like, one opportunity that I can remember that was halfway decent. But that fourth line is not great. Ideally, you could have, like, a good row on that fourth line. So these were the lines that were in for tonight. It was Zabanejad centering Panarin and Kreider, with Crotter on the right side. And that line, it was okay. I, I actually thought that Panarin and Zibanejad showed some pretty decent chemistry, which we haven't always seen, but it was it was decent. And Crotter on the right side, it's just not a good fit there. So I think that needs to that's ultimately gonna be changed. You get the kid line back, and the kid line was good. And you know, I, I'm fine with sticking with that, but I feel like ultimately because of other things, that's gonna have to be moved around. Lafreniere, I thought, was it was a step in the right direction for him, and that's important. He finally scores a goal. It was like his first goal in like his last 18 games. And what was good was Rangers had a couple of greasy goals, that which you don't normally see for the Rangers, but the Lafreniere goal, and then Jimmy Vesey, who was on the line with Trocek and Goodrow. I really like that line. I think the, the biggest thing is, and this is what I said last time, taking Trocek and Panarin, putting Trocek and Panarin on different lines, I think is is really important. And I think you got to go in that direction. Now, for me, I would have liked it to be Panarin with Heedle. You know, something like that, I think, would have been better than putting Crowder on his offside. And But look, if they suck with this next game, I'm okay with it. It just makes the fourth line really bad. Like, ideally, you have specifically Goodrow. Because right now, besides LeCision, Goodrow is really your only fourth line center option. Sammy Blaze is a healthy scratch, which, again, I'm okay with. He just hasn't been all that good, unfortunately, and so I'm totally fine with that. But, so yeah, so just looking into the future, I think you're going to need to tweak some things. But I think generally, concept-wise, having Trocek with more players that are more north-south, not like Panarin, I think is going to do them well. Kind of like what we saw with, with Kreider, Trocek, Vizi. Th that was a really good line when they were together. So I think that... It's it's a step in the right direction, but definite tweaks need to be made. Defensively, the Lindgren Fox pair went went a plus five. I mean, they've just been really good. Adam Fox plus twenty two this year. Ryan Lindgren plus twenty. That's really impressive, uh, considering how much they play. It's really good, and so yeah, tonight I felt like the top players at least on a statistical, from a statistical point of view, you know, got the job done and the lesser players weren't great. You know, like Harper Schneider had its struggles. I felt specifically Harper, 
But, you know, I didn't think they were all that good. And, you know, that fourth line wasn't very good. But, again, that's really nitpicking because the Rangers, look, they won the game. And I think it helped that they faced Alex Lyon, the third string for Florida. Not that Bobrovsky is, you know, dynamite by any means. And Spencer Knight, you know, has been a bit touch and go. And he's had his struggles in games versus the Rangers. But the Rangers, when you think about it, they've really had the Florida Panthers number, right? Like, I think... Florida, who was really good last year, the Rangers had some success against them. They did lose a game in Florida, one of the rare games they lost last year when leading going into the third. But this year, like they, they just score a lot of goals against the Panthers, and that kind of makes sense. Florida, when I think about them, it's a team that can, you know, that the, they're a speed team, but like just defensively, they they do give up a lot of goals. They really do. And now you just look at that defense. You know, you throw an old, you know, a much older Mark Stahl. And it's funny, Mark Stahl almost, uh, he had a pretty prime scoring opportunity, but Jesterkin made a nice save. But Mark Stahl, who's, you know, now 36 and, you know, really on his last legs, it's just not, you know, look, there's Aaron Ekblad, who, you know, is really, really very, very good. And, and, and you know, he's had a, it's been a bit of a struggle from this year, but he's had some bad injuries in the past. But I don't know. I just look at it and it's just not that impressive of a, of a group. So for the Rangers, they took advantage of that. They took advantage of probably some subpar goaltending, but some good stuff. Look, they go one for one on the power play as well. We'll talk about that, but the Rangers improved to 26-14-7, and and right now they find themselves third in the Metropolitan Division, and with some with a little bit of distance like in front and behind, where they're like about five points behind the Devils, and they're probably about the same ahead of, let's say, like Pittsburgh and Washington. So right now, and again, a lot of season to go. But it would appear that they might find themselves again in that 2-3 Metro matchup. Last year, they finished in the 2 spot. This year, maybe in the 3. But again, ways to go. And let's talk about this game. So Igor Shosturkin in that. And Igor, you know, I thought was really good tonight. Uh, that that kind of gets lost. And how could I not bring this up? Igor Shosturkin almost scored an empty net goal. That, you know, that would have been the highlight of the night for sure. That would have been the highlight of the night. I would have opened, I mean, I would have opened up with it. But unfortunately, just wide. It was a three-goal game as well. So you don't mind him doing it in that spot, but just wide. He's gonna he will score eventually, but it wasn't tonight. But I thought Igor was really strong for the Rangers in this one. In the first period, and you know what? It was a there weren't a whole lot of penalties in this game. Adam Fox scores on a breakaway at 303 of the first, his tenth goal of the season from Panarin and Zabanajet. And for Fox, it's just he has been sensational it he only because there are a lot of other good defensemen like he's he really has to be in that Norris candidate conversation like he's been that good all around and and when I think about like Rangers MVPs for the first half it's Fox for sure it really is Fox for sure now if Igor gets back to last year's level then we're gonna have a conversation but let's just take him aside him aside for skaters Adam Fox by a lot. Mika Sabanajad deserves, you know, some credit as well, but I still think it's Fox by a good amount. So Adam Fox scores. Nice move as well. That's why I say, like, on the breakaway, and look, Alex Lyon's not a great goalie, but Fox, he's got to be in that top five in the shootout. I really think so. And so Fox scores from Panarin and Sabanajad, and let's remember that combination, that trio. Rangers make it one nothing right there. Then there's a too many men on the ice penalty at 424, and I must say, on the Rangers, and I must say, 
it was a defense. It was a defense issue, and it kind of seemed like it was Fox's fault, which is strange because he would never make mistakes like that. But Harper and Schneider and Fox were on at the same time. And Fox got off, so there had it had to have been between Fox and Schneider. I think I don't know. I think Fox just kind of wasn't thinking. Which again, like, I, but I, I'm just speculating. But there was definitely some miscommunication going on. And the Panthers get a power play, and they score on the power play to tie it up. And it's a goal by Carter Verhage. It's 23rd of the season from Lundell and Lusterainen. And this was a goal where the penalty goal has been pretty good for the Rangers. However, they're giving up goals on the rush. And it's, it's some soft defense. And, yeah, so goals on the rush, I've noticed, have been a theme lately, you know, for the penalty kill of the Rangers. Got to tighten that up. And so it's 1-1. And then, you know, the game kind of hits a bit of a lull in the first. Not a whole lot of action. Jimmy Vesey did hit a post. And that was when it was still 1-0. But at 15-53, Nick Cousins cross-checks Chris Kreider. That's a penalty. And the Rangers, one power play chance. A switch, which I'm happy about. But it comes with a little grain of salt. The second unit started out. They got the first 30 seconds. And they got a scoring chance. And then they got taken off. So as much as I'm happy that the second unit... Was on the start. That's a step in the... I keep on saying this. Step in the right direction. But they took him off into 30 seconds. But I'm not going to complain because the first unit scored. And it was Mika Zibanejad, a patented Zibanejad one-time slap shot and an assist from Panarin and Fox. So again, that trio combines for this goal. So Zibanejad on the power play. And where last year Kreider had a shit ton of power play goals, this year it's Zibanejad. He has really been uh, scoring a lot of uh, power play goals. Rangers take a 2-1 lead into the second. Second period was really all Panthers. All Panthers. And the, the Panthers outshot them 14-7. Rangers really didn't get anything going at all offensively. However, a greasy goal by that Trocheck line. And, you know, it, it was uh, a prideful goal. Jimmy Vesey scores the eighth goal of the season from Goodrow, who was whacking away as well before that, and Trocheck. And so the Rangers take a 3-1 lead. That was a big goal. Rangers do take a penalty uh, at 17-10 of the second. Ben Harper trips Matt Kachuk. But the Rangers do a really nice job on the PK. Shesterkin had a really strong second period. And the Rangers take that 3-1 lead going into the third. And at 7:56, the kid line gets on the board. It's another close-in goal. And that's, look, Alexi Lafreniere in his career, most of his goals come right at the goal mouth, right there. And look, some might make fun of that, but I, I think that that deserves, look, that's not an easy thing to, to always do, to to go in there, you know, get into the fight, and that's how you win games. And Lafreniere is able to score a greasy goal, six sixth goal of the season from Kako and Heedle. Rangers take a 4-1 lead, and then 14 seconds later, Sabanajad, his second goal of the game, his 22nd goal of the season from Panarin and Fox. So three points on the night for Zabanajad, for Panarin, and Fox. And the Rangers take a 5-1 lead. Really nice pass by Panarin and a really nice shot by Mika. And then the Panthers actually pull the goalie down four, and they do score. It's Alexander Barkov, his 13th goal of the season from Kachuk and Montour. And it's a 5-2 game. This is when, like, maybe three, four minutes later, Shesterkin has that chance at the empty net. Unsuccessful. Eventually, it's Philip Heedle, who it seems like he's probably scored at least three empty net goals this year. But Heedle, he, he really has been awesome. Philip Heedle, uh, he, the Ranger fans should be proud of what he has accomplished this season. has been very, very good, statistically and just the eye test. 
he's really carried over that playoff success into the regular season. It's Heedle's 13th goal of the season from Cockwell and Lafreniere. So two points each for the kid line. It's a 6-2 Ranger lead. They win by that 6-2 score. And now they will face the, you know, red-hot Toronto Maple Leafs. Let me just confirm that. Maybe not red-hot. Last time they were truly, like, white-hot. But the Maple Leafs are 29-11-8. And here's what I'll say. Toronto is 18-3-4 at home. So this will be a really tough test for the Rangers. They played there twice last year. The first game was that kind of classic Igor, like, 40-plus save Panarin won in overtime. Like, Igor won that game. And then the other one, Rangers played pretty well. They lost 2-1. Like, those were struggles. Like, scoring goals were not easy in those in that game. So, this will be an interesting one for me. This will be a good test against the Toronto Maple Leafs, one of the better teams in the league. I, I want to see how they look here. And then they'll finish off with the Vegas Golden Knights back at MSG, who they did have success with at Vegas. However, Vegas has shown to be a very strong road team. So, but look, beating Florida was a good thing. Consider the fact that Florida had really been coming in playing well. Florida, you know, really desperate to make the playoffs. They're going to be in the running. I think when all is said and done, they'll be in the mix for one of the last couple of spots. I don't know if they'll get in, but they'll have a chance. And the Rangers beat them. And now it'll be a little bit of a tougher test at Toronto. Will these lines stay? Probably to start the next game, but I wouldn't even be shocked if it gets tweaked going into it. But I think with the slightest struggles, it definitely will be. But steps, that's the theme for this. Step in the right direction. Trocek and Panarin away from each other. It does a lot of good, but there's still, again, I think there's still changes to be made. And we'll see what happens. I think the kid line's going to have to be broken up to accommodate some of these changes. And, you know, you might have to move Kreider away from Zabanajad. You know, I don't mind going back to that Kreider-Trocek-VZ line and putting Goodrow down to the fourth. I don't mind trying that out. In order to do that, though, Kratzov will probably have to find his way back on the top nine, which I don't know if that'll happen. We'll see. But if and when the Rangers make a move at the deadline, that will definitely, that'll help a lot. Whether that be a fourth line addition just to make the fourth line better or adding a top nine player and then therefore bumping down a good row and or a VZ to that fourth line. Because again, you want to really be able to roll four lines and you can't do that right now. You definitely can't. I don't think that Jake Lecision, when all is said and done, will still be here, but they probably will give him a long look, you know, in the month of February. I, I think he'll stick around, and I, I think, you know, maybe by the deadline, maybe even sooner, I think maybe they decide, hey, let's, let's try to send him down, and we'll see if he clears waivers. But anyway, Rangers beat the Florida Panthers at, at Madison Square Garden by a score of 6-2. to two.